Welcome to Humans of Van Life, a podcast based around the humans inside the vans, not just the vans themselves. We're your co-hosts, Nikki and Clarissa, and we will be bringing you the untold stories of fellow nomads on the road. Hello, and welcome back to Humans of Van Life. Uh, it's Clarissa and I sitting here together. Hello. <laughs> this is our first time um, since the shift podcasting together with others. And today we have Josh and Misha here with us. Hey. Hello. <laughs> yeah. So just a little update. We are currently in BV or Buena Vista, Colorado. And we've been camped out at this free, super rad mm. camp spot for the last three nights all together. There's a group of about... 12 to 15 of us kind of rotating and uh, yeah we've been having communal dinners swimming in the river dancing having some drinks (laughs) having a really good time time. so um first question you guys have you ever listened to this podcast we've listened a little bit to it listened to about three episodes yeah okay yeah yeah. what do you think yeah yeah good excited to be on it okay so how long have you guys been living in a van for um, well, in this van, maybe like three and a half months, um, yeah. but we also had a van in Australia for some time. Okay. Um, so were you so, living in it full time in Australia? Um, for four months we were, and then I went to Lombok and Josh went overseas, so we, we kind of stopped living in the van, and then we went back to Australia and lived in an apartment, so. Okay. Been on and off. When was that? 2016. 16. And then the we got excited to move into a van again. Yeah. <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> Of all places. So you knew that you were coming to Canada to travel, mm-hmm. and was it just like a given that you would do it with a van, or how did that kind of happen? Um, yeah, it kind of was a given. We got into the van insty thing a little bit. We were super pumped after the first one, so we really liked it. We wanted to do it again, mm-hmm. so we did a ski season. We're like, let's buy a van. Canada's like Australia, it's big, it's got lots mm-hmm. of cool nature, and then we just cruised around. So awesome. Met you guys. <laughs> yeah, okay. So we all met in Banff yep. at the Van Life Diaries meetup. Mm-hmm. And then... Well, I met them actually at the first gathering in oh. Squamish. Yeah. yeah. So we've been to all of the gatherings together. Um, but yeah, I met them in Squamish. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then did you guys start traveling like from Squamish to Banff? Or what, ha- what happened there? How was that transition? So I think they all went to Vancouver Island, right? There was a big group of people who went to Vancouver Island. We continued, we'd just come from Vancouver Island, Mm -hmm. so we continued traveling. Um, We stayed in Squamish for some time, and then we did a work away, and at that work away, we were kind of like, oh, do we stay here because we were loving it, or do we go to the Banff meetup, which was like a 10-hour drive or a seven-hour drive or something away, and yeah, we were umming and ahhing a lot, but in the end, we went and so so happy we did <laughs> wow. yeah. yeah that took us to colorado <laughs> <laughs> so cool okay so where were you guys doing your work away was it in squamish in nelson oh in nelson, i didn't even know that yeah 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 it was really cool yeah so it was on um like an off-grid they called it the gnomestead like a play on the word homestead um it was like 88 acres with how many families was it I don't know, 10 10 houses 10, on yeah the- and they li- like they had micro hydro system and like the people we were living with, like had this amazing food forest that we got to work in and yeah, yeah it was really cool. <laughs> it was like, it was super out there, but at the same time really cool. Like they were living their food values to the nth degree. Mm. Like if they hit a deer on the road, they'd get out and butcher it right there and then. Oh wow! And then Mish was cooking that up in the kitchen <laughs> and like. They had this full-on organic permaculture food for us that we'd go out and harvest from every day to, like, make the meals for the family. They They wouldn't buy any fruit and vegetables. Like, they only would 
have what they could produce. Um, and so, like, for example, it's the start of spring when we were there. So, like, they had lots of canned food from the end of spring last year. So they can everything up. So the only thing we could really harvest was, like, fresh greens and, like, no, like, fruits or veggies. But they had all that in canned stuff. Like, they just would say no to anything they couldn't produce themselves, which is pretty... It's pretty cool. Pretty incredible. That totally sounds like Nelson. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, the was, vibe there. Yeah, it's it so totally hippie Nelson. and, like, off-grid and so rad. So cool. inspiring. Were you guys yeah. living in your van doing that? Is, like, where you, yeah. you brought your van to the property? Yeah. So yeah. rad. And actually, two other vans came. So there was actually six of us yes. workaways who were all living in a van together on this kind of work site. And every night we would... They have like kids running around everywhere. We'd Aww. have these crazy sci-trance parties with yeah, hula hoops to di- yeah tire out the kids so and basically a commune. Yeah. You were like, and how long were you guys there for? Uh, only like ten days or something. Ten days. We yeah. wanted to be there for longer, but then the van last meetup came. <laughs> that, yeah, that was the <laughs> conference. pesky van last night. I couldn't resist. <laughs> wow. Okay, and then did you guys have any idea that you were going to come down to the U.S. or did you think you would predominantly just stay in Canada? We were planning on going back to the workaway afterwards. Like, <gasps> no way. And then, yeah, we were at the, at the meetup and people were like, you know, there's another one in a week in Idaho. We're like, Idaho? America? That's not in the plan. <laughs> but we sort of just, all right, let's do it. And then we, here we are. We went to the Idaho meetup and we're like, all right, we'll just drive straight back to Canada. There's 10% chance we'll go to the Colorado one. <laughs> That's actually what we said, 10%. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that one, we're like, that was pretty cool. We had like a fun party night. We're like sort of talking about it at the end of the night. We're like, we should probably keep this bandwagon going. It's treating us pretty well so far. So why a change? And um, and we're glad we came down because this isn't even like an official van life gathering or anything. But it's just this epic camp out and this cool like quintessential American mm. outback. Essentially, is what I'd call it. Yeah, totally. Little cactuses around and everything. Rocks gone climbing, surfing river waves. Just out here living our best lives. Yeah. parties. It's fun. <laughs> That's so cool. Meeting I had no idea cool that, like, it's actually such a precious experience having you guys here. Like, mm-hmm. you had no idea. I kind of thought you were just, like, so here rolling with us, but... No. That was yeah, not the plan. it's been super fluid. We've kind super of been convincing fluid. you guys, too. You're like, oh, no, we're going to go back to Canada. We're like, mm, I don't know if you guys are, though. I have a feeling you're coming. <laughs> Alex was always like, no, you're not. You're coming. Like, he's the one. He's yeah. the cheeky one. Yeah. yeah. He, like, gets into your subconscious, and you're like, yeah, we are coming. <laughs> That's so cool. But that is how we travel, I think. That's I think that's not unusual for us. We are all our plans are constantly changing. We never know like we're not sure what we want to do next. Are we gonna go back for another snow season? Are we gonna go to Mexico? Like it's it's pretty the norm for us, I would say. Even though it's kind of unusual. (laughs) Which is the cool thing about living in a van, because you just take your home everywhere and you get all these epic spots so cool and like you meet different people and you flow down that river and then you go down a different one with other people like Mm. super open so cool and are you guys planning on like traveling for two years like did you get a two-year visa or two years or more we don't really know yeah we probably won't stay in canada for two years right but probably travel for two years want to go down to south america Mm. would you drive down there would you take your van we've played with the idea yeah it's probably going to cost us too much so I might do workaways down there in like Costa Rica and things. Or we'll buy something down there. Yeah, we could buy something down there. Yeah. Mexico. So you'd maybe like fly when you're done kind of like yep. doing this whole flow and sell the van. I guess mm. that's that's the thing that holds us is like if yeah. we drive the van down there, it's like quite an investment in case it doesn't ever come back. Yeah, we have to get it back <laughs> do you know to sell what I mean? it. <laughs> yeah. So for us it's like if we sell that then we don't have that anchor. Mm. And we can always get something else. Or even like a 
scooter or something. <laughs> a little scooter. Yeah. And like a tent and just no like... Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. That would yeah. be wicked. Yeah. Yeah. A little surfboard rack. Yeah. Wow. Well, this good. is so cool, you guys. So you're so you're going to the Colorado Van Life Meetup with all of us. Mm-hmm. And then do you have plans to go to the New Mexico one? Or no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say no at this point. It's <laughs> a uh, 4% chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Probably okay. not, though. We're cool. probably going to head out to the coast and go California, Oregon. Maybe not California. Right. Maybe it's Oregon, Washington. And maybe come to Descend on Bend with us. Yes. <laughs> when yeah. is Descend on Bend? It is August 29th to the 2nd. Uh-huh. of September or the 3rd and it's in Oregon at Bend, Oregon so we're going to go to Cali and then work our way up the coast to do yeah, one last for a round for sure <laughs> excellent Showing the convoy <laughs> hope to see you again in two months we'll have another meet up and see if you made it yeah so um, I wanted to ask you guys what is really or like what is your experience with living in a small space as a partnership well you say it's a small space but because we can't stand up in ours, we spend most time outside, so it's a really mm. big space, mm. actually. Nice. Totally. But um, it's fine. We, we do well. Yeah. We work around each other when we're cooking, sort of do the little kitchen dance. We have a little joke that it's like the A-team at work. <laughs> nice. So whenever we're cleaning up or cooking and we're like doing the team work, we're always like, oh, the A-team's killing it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So it's not like abnormally challenging for you or anything like that so we started our relationship in a van so we were two months so i'll give you a little backstory yes. on, our, on our history <laughs> me and me went to high school together and she was my year nine geography crush oh. <laughs> <laughs> but then she had a boyfriend for five years um and we kind of stayed really good friends and we traveled a lot together we went to india together for six weeks we went to university together and always you know went riding bikes and stuff together like while you guys were together or while no, you no, had your boyfriend no, no i didn't have a boyfriend then but we were oh. good friends we were just friends yeah yeah um and then mish finished uni and moved to indonesia for like three years right mm. and i moved to sydney and worked there for a while and my dad had a camper van um and he was planning like a year trip overseas with mum and so Mish came back from uh, Indonesia and we met up over Christmas time. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to quit my job and go on this big world trip. And Mish was like, why don't you take your dad's camper van around the country? I was like, that is a great idea. Why don't we do that? Why don't you come with me? <laughs> and Mish was like, okay. So she went back to Indonesia and I went back to work for three months. We and we kind th- of forgot about yeah, that we plan didn't talk about in it. a way. Like we didn't speak very much over those three months. But yeah. then when it came, we were like, yep, we're still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we yeah, we started driving around the country and spending three months in a confined space <laughs> with someone where you guys have to be like this. Because it was just a bed. There was no space in there mm. to hang out. As basic of a van setup as you can kind of imagine. And mm. so the tension built. Yeah. We're either going to hate each other or love each other. <laughs> Luckily, it went with the love yeah. each other. So you guys didn't even, like, you weren't like, let's date and jump in a no, van no, together. No. We were friends. Wow. You totally yeah. flowed into this beautiful relationship. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I've never heard that yeah. before. That is so special. Yeah. So to answer the question, we started dating in this, like, tiny space. Yeah. So, like, you know, most people date for a year or two, then maybe we should move yeah. in together. Yeah. We're like, let's live in, you know... How many square feet is a van? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Full on every day with, in like remote Australia where there's yeah. no one else around. Yeah, and it was winter and we went south. So we went into winter and most vans at that point are going north. So it was like soup. There was no one around. So it was actually a really nice place to fall in love because it's just like skinny dipping every day and like cooking these crazy meals and beaches to yourself. It was yeah, really nice. It was fun. Yeah. This is so beautiful to hear because, like, what I just get, like, in my mind, what p- p- pops up is just like, you guys are your mo- your most raw and authentic mm-hmm. self. 
you know, like there was no like walls really. You can't like you can't really have walls when you're in the van, literally. But also like you know you can't like build up like labels or like going to work. Like you're just fully there and present in yourself. Yeah. And to fall in love that in that mm. way is so precious. Mm. Like I feel as if people sometimes do it the opposite way. They like start a relationship with like all these walls. And then as the relationship goes on, you're like peeling back the onion yeah. where you guys like met and like you're just honest, vulnerable selves and blossom from there. We're also friends for 10 years before mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So it's also, that's right. really slow. We've been close for a lot. Like we traveled to India together. That's pretty like, mm-hmm. that's a pretty, in- I would say that's <laughs> more intense than, than living in a van together. Mm. It's, it's a, it's like, it's hot and busy and there's like, you know, confronting things around you all the time. So you're learning a lot about yourself in that environment. You're sharing, a together. Big, you're sharing a big bed to save money and then someone gets food poisoning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you can't afford a hot shower and it's snowing out, so you're, like, having these freezing cold showers and doing, like, stacks on to warm up. And yeah. we, we had another friend with us at that time. It was really fun. That's such a good point, though. You're right. Like, you've already, like, had this beautiful relationship together. So did you guys hook up at all? <laughs> no. Before you... India, one night, came very close. This is a lot of oh. sexual tension for a long time. Okay. <laughs> was, yeah. was there a reason why you guys kind of held off for a bit? Like, you said you had a crush on her in, like, grade nine or... I was always keen. (laughs) (laughs) And so then we should, was it you that you like had to warm up to the idea? Yeah. So, I mean, I had, so when we were in Brisbane and we were close, I'd just come out of a long-term relationship. So Mm. I was really not looking for a a relationship, right? Mm. So we already had a really close friendship. So if we crossed that line, I kind of was like, I suspected it would turn into a relationship. I knew I wasn't in that place. Mm. So for me, it was like, nope, this is good as it is. Um, And... Yeah, I don't know, really, after that. I think it just evolved pretty naturally. I think it was a big deal for me to, like, cross that friendship, like, zone because we were so close. We were living in a van together. Mm -hmm. So if it didn't work out, Mm. that would be not great (laughs) to have to continue living in a van together when you, like, tried something. Mm -hmm. So by the time we actually, like, got together, it was pretty much, like, we got together and a week later it was, like... A whole, you know, yeah, we were deep in there already. Do you know mm, what I mean? It was exactly. like we'd already fallen in love. Actually, yeah, we just hadn't translated that into like a sexual way. Wow. So, <laughs> well, that was for me anyway. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> just like not for me. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. So beautiful. Do you resonate with that experience? Yeah. The funny thing is, is like since the first night on the van trip. I was kind of like expecting that to happen. Like I'd had a few conversations with some of my friends being like, yeah, we're going to do this van trip. They're like you're going to get together. You guys yeah. are going to hook up for sure. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. In my head, I was like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then the funny thing is, is Mish ended up kissing me first. So oh, I just, wow. yeah. You guys. But I think you could, you could vibe it that I was worried about crossing that threshold. So you were like being really nice and not anything <laughs> which is like totally your character like you're yeah. such a gentleman and you're so like like I feel like it's the perfect person mm-hmm. to allow that to happen because he's just like forcing and like really trying to make it happen you just are being your lovely self I'm just your really, perfect self I'm really happy I got called a gentleman just <laughs> <now>. <laughs> yeah. and it's also oh. worth mentioning that you guys are my favorite couple that I've met on the road awesome. like wow. you guys it's so like really important to talk about because it's so fun being around a couple that's like very inclusive and like mm-hmm. not very like off to the side like you guys are so lovely to be around 
and it just like nice. feels like very open and loose, not like tight and rigid, like with some couples I've experienced. Mm. And this makes sense. Like when you start a relationship on such a beautiful friendship, mm -hmm. yeah. like it feels so good and natural to be around you guys, as it does, I'm sure, for you too. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Thank to you. Hear. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Because we're going to yeah. plan on buying a van back in Australia <gasps> after we sell this one. Whoa. So we're in the van life now. Yay. So like after you guys do your rest of your trip, like whether it's South America or whatever, mm. when you go home, you're going to buy a van. Yeah. But that might be a few years off yet because we also want to do like Shikoku and this is Indonesia. One of our friends is building a Earthship, Earthship there. Whoa. Earthship Youth Hostel. Yeah. Which is like an uh, eco-friendly, self-temperature regulating, Holy. complete water recycling, solar powered. <laughs> what? I think that they might even be moving that to something different now. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we're going to, because I speak Indonesian, I did a project with this girl in Indonesia already. So she was like, come and help. So we were really thinking cool. of maybe going there for six months or something. This is so cool. So before you guys came to the Canada and the US, did you think that you'd be going back home and buying a van based on your three or four month little experience in Australia? It was an option, but mm -hmm. I don't Not think it really. was set in stone, yeah. no. So I'm curious what shifted, like what made this like, yes, we're in van life? For me, it was meeting everyone at these mm -hmm. meetups and just seeing, like there's some of the most ambitious people I've met at these meetups who are just totally doing, you know, they're building eco apps and they're doing this and they're doing that. Just like yeah. totally taking life and by the balls and just <laughs> making it their own. Um, and so I really like that. And I like the idea that you can, like everyone's managing to work and travel. It's kind of, not even necessarily travel, but work and adventure, maybe mm -hmm. is a better way of putting it. Because we're quite keen to actually base ourselves where our families are from mm -hmm. and sort of be there. But the idea of being able to have that freedom and be ambitious and work remotely on, you know, my career and do all these things, it just is too appealing. Totally. Mm. And I love what you just said. Like, that is so badass. You just said this is, these are some of the most ambitious people you've met. Because in my experience, society sees us as the opposite. Mm. And yeah. I fucking totally agree. Like, yeah. I've never, I haven't heard somebody say it that way. But like, you're right. We're all like innovative, like cutting edge, like so involved on like improving ourselves and the world. But yet, society as a whole, I'd say, views us as like we're just bumming around, mm -hmm. we're lazy. And so I love to hear you say that because you're so totally right. Mm. I feel the same. Like I've never met so many ambitious people. And self-motivated. I think that's also yeah. really interesting. It's like that ambition actually translates into self-motivation. I think that's not that common, actually. Mm. Yeah, if I think about all my friends from uni, they're all just... I don't know, I think it's easy to go down the path of like the institution where you work for a company or you know you work for an employer because it's there for you it's set up and you do the work mm. and so it's kind of cool to be able to step outside of that because you have to sort of plan a bit more and you take on a bit more risk but at the same time you gain so much more freedom in what you're working on and the direction of what you're working mm. on and where you can be and what you do and how much you're working and mm. you know all these things which is really cool because I don't I like um, Johnny from Van Life Diaries yeah. um, at the Banff meetup said, there was a few people like, oh, I've just quit my job and I've moved into a van. And the next person said, oh, I just quit my job and moved into a van. He said, guys, we're not, uh, just so you know, we're not encouraging everyone to go quit their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that was, you know, that's true. It's, you can totally live this life and pursue things that you're passionate about. It gives you space in your life to pursue mm. things that you find really interesting, um, that you think will be bettering the world in whatever way. Because mm -hmm. I think when people are working on things they're passionate about and are self-directing that 
you can really do some pretty special things. Wow. Which is cool. Such a bloody good point. I just, all of a sudden things are like clicking in my mind right now, but it's almost as if you have to be innovative in this lifestyle. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you have to get creative because this is not your typical, like, no, I'm not just going to go to the office right now. Like you could, but there's not an office around here. We're in the <laughs> outback. But so you almost have to like adapt this like innovative, creative way of being in order to make van life sustainable. So that's so cool. Like that makes sense. That's why everybody is like that because we almost are forced to be in a, in a natural way. It's funny. I was thinking about what other communities or situations I've been in that are so open mm. and not just open in like accepting you for who you are, but open in sharing like the most vulnerable secrets to this group of strangers almost mm. that quickly become really close friends. Mm. Um, and the only thing I could think of that would be close to that would be like going to a Tony Robbins convention or something, which is like where people are forced to do that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of down that path. And I think that's quite a cool thing about van life too, especially this culture that we've experienced anyway, that is just super open. It lets you grow and all those things. Yeah. I've had, yeah, I've never done much self growth or personal growth. Like I've heard Tony Robbins be like, you must grow, like grow yourself and learn yourself and all these things. I'm like, yep, going to try it and it was all just completely intellectualized mm. it hasn't been I don't know I think there's a difference between thinking something and feeling something mm. like, or thinking something and knowing something I should say mm. and so at this work away which was sort of hanging out with all these other van lifers doing our little work away and opening up that way it's sort of like I had this big sort of what I'd call my first moment of epiphany or self growth mm. or that sort of thing and then going to the Banff meetup and like getting all the vulnerability circle going and people sharing so openly and I don't know it really encourages that like really profound self-growth that you just don't get when you're distracted with life. <laughs> so did you guys have a community back in Australia when you were living in a van or was coming to Canada the first time that you really felt and was a part of that? We met other people on the road um, and we travelled with them. So in the sense, we did have a community, but it was much smaller. Like mm -hmm. it might be us and another couple and we're super close to some of them now. But it was never a big group of people coming together. And actually, that's one of the things I love. Like I have a really high appreciation for diversity. Mm. And this community is so diverse and, it, and it's so accepting and people are so like, yes, be you. And I love that. For me, that's one of... I think one of the most amazing things about this community is that it is diverse and everyone's super accepting of that. Um, even even accepting of, you know, we say like everyone's off doing these like off the grid things, living these unconventional lifestyles, but then there's people here who are working full-time marketing jobs and all that sort of thing as well, which is great. Like you just got to do you kind of thing and this community accepts that, which is great. Yeah. And that's why there's room for so much self-growth as well. Like, I know for me, that was the first time that I had really, like, going to a gathering two years ago, changed my whole world. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's a whole other level of, like, self-awareness and love. And because you're in a space mm -hmm. that's so open with no judgments. So it is definitely a learning experience. I really resonated with that when you were talking about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and I can't help but think that what you had shared with me, Clarissa, the other day, um, with just like our smaller, even little group, you feel so motivated to be your best self mm -hmm. because you're surrounded by people that are fully committed to that. Yeah. Like I remember you shared that like me, Alex and Santi, like we're so committed to like personal growth and like, you know, bettering ourselves. And so you almost can't help but like 
want to meet us there, you know, and, like, yeah. be your best self and blossom. Yeah, like, I haven't been around, like, the community was is the first group of people that I feel that it's okay that I, I look up to you guys. Like, mm-hmm. there's, yeah, I feel motivated when I'm around all of you guys because there's just so much inspiration and, um, and there's so much support, too. Like, mm-hmm. no matter what kind of creative idea you have, like, everyone here is so stoked on it, and that's a mm-hmm. good feeling. Um, I think a lot of times other groups of friends I've had it's always like there's hesitations or you can't really do this because of whatever and Mm. with us it's like the sky's the limit you can do anything you're so capable of anything Mm. you want and it's like really refreshing yeah and how can I support you yeah do I have any skills to help you exactly and And everyone wants to help each other yeah like everyone wants to rise up together it's not like one's Mm -hmm. above anyone it's like everyone's trying to rise each other up and it's like amongst the diversity there's this total unity yeah. which is so rare and I love yes. that word like that hasn't come up while podcasting the word diversity mm. and you you just you're you bang you're bang on mm. and within that it becomes this incredible unity like it's like an amoeba almost working together like supporting like a whole system and that's really rare to witness mm. like just if I think about like businesses or workplaces environments and stuff that I've been part of there's this hierarchy there's this patriarchy and it's like the you know, the person at the top is one calling the shots and everybody else is like basically following the person up top. Whereas here, I don't feel any sort of hierarchy. I really feel like we all meet each other in our most honest selves. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So was the Squamish gathering the first gathering you guys have been to or did you go to any gatherings in Australia? No, no. Squamish was the first first. And actually we didn't really mean to go to that. We'd just gotten (laughs) off Vancouver Island and we were going to Squamish um and it was mother's day in australia so we were like logging on to say happy like happy mother's day Mm -hmm. and like the event on facebook popped up and i was like oh great this is like 10 minutes down the road let's go so it was actually we were late we came saturday afternoon saturday night i think maybe like five or six um okay if that's not synchronicity i don't know what is yeah it was great (laughs) serendipity it was yeah, and then so before the gatherings, because I was the first one, and really since then it just snowballed, and you've been to every single one of yep. the Van Life Diaries gatherings with us. Yeah, Mr. Nella. <laughs> <laughs> so, how? What was your vision at the beginning when you moved into a van then? Because you didn't really plan on going to all these gatherings. So was mm. it kind of just working on the farms? Mm. Like, what was it that you had kind of in your head of what the summer was going to be? I didn't actually really have very much. Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, because when we were in the van in Australia, we didn't have too many plans either. Like, I think it just... The plan was to explore. Is to explore yeah. and, like, make space in our lives for the... Because, like, we were working during the winter, so it was nice to make some space to pursue, like, other things that we're interested in. Um, whether that's, like, music or even yeah. just, like, becoming more in your body and doing more exercise and yeah working on the farms like I'm really interested in permaculture Mm -hmm. um lots of different things that you kind of when you're really busy some of those like hobbies kind of fall away but having time to kind of pursue those is really nice so I guess that was my intention but Mm -hmm. um, I I was always I was also sort of stoked to like explore BC because it's the most beautiful state Mm. and then just have your home with you I love that you know you've got your space you've got everything everything you need and you just cruise and you park up on some epic lake and you meet some guy and you go fishing and you're watching the sunset down between these two mountains and you're like, God, oh, this is good, hey? <laughs> this is I just love that. I love that 
how easy it is to really explore somewhere because mm. if we were backpacking Canada, mm. we would have been limited to staying in towns and hostels. We wouldn't have like transport to get out to these beautiful nature spots. I guess that's why you want to explore nature. Mm. And this is probably the best way to do that. Totally. Which was why I think we were drawn to it as well. Because mm. we both, <laughs> randomly, we, both of us, like neither of us, sorry, we're into national parks at all. Really, I think a little bit before we yeah. got together, but then we did that first van life thing. We just stayed in national parks for three months. Now we're kind of hooked. Yeah. <laughs> they're incredible. And they're all different. Yeah. They're all so different. Totally. They're like beasts of our world. They're amazing. Yeah. And what about back home? Like, do your friends and family support your lifestyle? Mm -hmm. Or, like, it sounds like to me, well, I know this because I've been living with you guys for weeks <laughs> now, but, like, you get this. You get this lifestyle. Like, I'm already considering so many quotes that you guys said that we need to pull out for our Instagram page. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are just, like, magical. But, like, does your family and friends see this lifestyle as rewarding as you guys? Uh, I would say most. I'd say, like, maybe 80% of people. Mm. Like, family, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're stoked on it. They're, they're like yeah. old surfer hippies, so they're yeah. They'd be pumped on it. <laughs> like, like we were saying, the first van we were in was actually Josh's dad's van. Right. Um, not that he's actually used it that much. <laughs> I did a three-month trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, they're hundred percent on board. I think we have a few friends that are a bit like, especially like we just were living in Canberra in the capital, and um, I think they're like super committed to like service. Mm. Um, and and their careers but like in a really positive way i would yeah, say so i think they important. they maybe view it as a little bit hedonistic hmm. um but not in an not in a judgmental or negative way i think they're like yeah you guys do you but i think for them they doing this would be really like out there for them mm. if it was long term i would say so they appreciate what you're doing they just not for them well yeah. it might even be for them but i think they're just their heads are in other places mm -hmm. more more than i think they're they're all very, all our friends from Canberra are very like good people who want to give back to society in a way. And yeah. Canberra's where a lot of government workers and things work, so a lot of those are working for the government. And They've really... studied like social sciences and are very much into like, yeah, giving back. Yeah. Service. Which is great. Yeah. I think mm. it's yeah. good to have people like that in those mm. sort of jobs because if you don't, then you have other people in those sort of jobs. <laughs> yeah. And that's bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I reckon. All my friends from uni, university, I reckon they'd kind of expect that I'd end up living like this. Yeah. I think it's kind of, it's been a bit of a weirdo, so. <laughs> I totally, that's my experience too. <laughs> well, I gotta say, you guys, this is, this is truly what I'm experiencing inside. Like, I've known you guys for a while now and feel very connected to you, but creating this space has completely, like, unlocked another level for me for you guys, if that makes sense. Like, I feel such a deeper connection now to you two, just like hearing your story. And this <laughs> is why I'm freaking doing this. This is why I'm pumped about this. Um, do you, are you feeling that at all? Yeah. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Like it's this crazy. space is like this container. Like I just hearing all of that is like, yeah, just like unlocked, you know, in a video game, you're like, yes, next level. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it feels like. Like we just reached the next level. Um, like everybody's smiling. We like Cheshire cats. And I talk a lot and I've just been sitting back listening, enjoying this whole time. Like it's, yeah. you guys have an incredible story. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is so, and that's really cool to hear from you because like, I guess this is your first time really doing this with me. Oh yeah. And this now it's a whole new experience on, on its own. So. And do you feel this magic? Yeah. <laughs> We're <laughs> taking it in in the back here. Which is so great. Yeah. Wow. Totally. I guess for me, it's just like, I think, I mean, I, I love van life, but to me, 
it's more about like the nomadic lifestyle and the van's just just a vehicle at the end mm-hmm. of the day um so like i've been probably nomadic for like 10 years now like mm. i since i was 18 i've pretty much been whether like whether it's living somewhere different and mm. being on the road like it's even though it's only been six months in a van for me the lifestyle has been for a lot longer so wow. there's so many stories out there you don't need need to have a van i guess absolutely for for that to be happening or for amazing communities to be coming together wow um that's well said mm-hmm. um can you give us an example of like what other ways have you been no- nomadic like what does that lifestyle look like to you other than the van yeah um so I was living and working in Indonesia for for a long time, mm-hmm. doing kind of a variety of different things, but lots of it involved like really diverse parts of Indonesia coming mm-hmm. together. Um, mm. So that's why diversity is something that I really appreciate. I love seeing like different people coming together and mm-hmm. um, yeah, working in remote communities and you know where you know that th- this is not your home, right? And you're yeah. like a guest in in their place. So like it's traveling, right? You might be there for three months you might be there for six months but you know it's not your forever place well that's a fucking such an important point yet again because like even like just to be a bit more like to add on to what you're saying like this whole like humans of van life um intention is also about people that are just living this kind of like alternative lifestyle Mm. like that's why it's supposed to be not about the actual vans Mm -hmm. themselves it Mm. is just like a vessel to to um, allow this lifestyle to, to blossom. Yeah. And I think that's really important to both of us is making yeah. sure that, like, I don't care if you roll up on a donkey or a, <laughs> or a Subaru or if you yeah. ski down the mountain. Yeah. I want to, like, love and appreciate you and hold space. And that's yeah. such a good point. It doesn't have to look just like yeah. van life in order to create all this. Like, I think at the Tetons, there was a few people who opened up in the mental health circle that were saying, like, oh, I'm actually, I've been in a van for three years and I'm transitioning back into a home Mm -hmm. that's, like, static. And that's really confronting for them because so much of their identity Mm -hmm. is, like, around this word of, like, van life. Like, that's who I am and what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Maybe you could tell some of their stories Mm -hmm. about transitioning into a home. I'd be interested. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. I love that idea. I would yeah. love to do that. Yeah, just to like a play on that. That's something I had struggled with actually. Just probably the last like six months, mm-hmm. maybe a bit more. But just like figuring out who I am because I identify myself so much like with my van. Like, uh-huh. like if my van broke down and I don't have my van anymore, who the hell am I? <laughs> like, because I've grown so much, and it's not because of the van. But I guess that's helped. It's mm-hmm. been a tool, maybe. A si- yeah, it's a symbol. Of all yeah, that but like in my mind, it's like. I'm a van lifer. I live in my van. Like, that was part of who I was. Mm. Um, so the last little bit, I've definitely been trying mm-hmm. to, like, separate myself from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was interesting because we use the word van life so much. And it's really neat that that's, like, in people's vocabulary now. Mm. But it is almost a label. You mm-hmm. have to, like, not let that become a label for yourself. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I have to do. Yeah, again. Oh, Nikki lives in a van. Nikki yeah. the nurse. It's, yeah. like, the same thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, really. And these are, like, I'm working That'd on, a like... a great children's show. Yeah. <laughs> Postman Pat, Nikki the nurse, yes. Fireman Sam. <laughs> awesome. Totally. But, yeah, you're so right about this. Like, making sure that, um, yeah, it's just coming from the truest form opposed to just the van life, I guess. That doesn't really make sense. I don't, I'm a little, I'm a little I, loopy. No, I, f- I get it. I mm. feel like, yeah. We get each other. (laughs) Can I say a little thing to people who don't live in van life but want to, are thinking about it potentially? Please. I think van life can be whatever you want it to be. So I don't think you need to 
you know, you can see things on Instagram where people are really following a certain, even if it's like really following the sustainability route and they're totally into it and that doesn't resonate with you, that it can really be whatever you want it to be. You can work full-time. I've had friends who worked full-time in cities mm-hmm. and would just shower in the gym, um, go to work in the day and then like really be building their career pretty high up um, in the like you know, normal s- structure of a career and then go to the van and they go away for the weekend and stay in the van and there's just so many different avenues you can take with van life mm. um, and I think it's yeah I don't, I don't I wouldn't want anyone to feel ostracized from it because they perceive it to be something that mm. is more narrow than what it really is mm-hmm. so move into a van everyone <laughs> I love that that's so nice yeah that really is mm-hmm. <laughs> you get uncomfortable when you get compliments a little bit, eh? Yeah, I'm not very good at compliments. Wow, what a op- great opportunity to uh, practice. Yeah. Just praise me, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we are. Yeah. We love you. <laughs> no, that's such a good point. So overall, you both would recommend this lifestyle? Totally. I mean, I can understand wanting to be... Well, that's the other thing. Like, you can still be grounded in a community, mm. like a place. You can still be grounded in yeah. place and live in a van. That's what we're planning on doing when we go home. Be yeah. grounded around sort of where we grew up and be close to family, be close to friends, mm-hmm. but just have that ability to be able to move. Mm-hmm. Which I also think remote work's really cool because being able to work from wherever you are mm-hmm. and totally. have a van so you can have your home wherever you are. It's amazing. What else can we take wherever we are? <laughs> I think like recommend is probably too strong. Like I think if someone's yeah, that's true. if someone's wanting a change or or like interested in it, then yeah, go for it. Mm. But I don't think like I wouldn't say to some of my friends who are like super ground and they have this amazing right. veggie patch and like you know what you should do, you should sell all this and go in a van. Like not at all. Like if it's just down to what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And like it good. works for me. Yeah. And it obviously works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and all these guys. And that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But also, it's not it's not the only interesting and grounded no. and no. inspiring way to live. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. Such a good point yet again. And also, like, um, Clarissa and I lived in, in our vans in the city on the side of a highway yeah. for nine months. Yeah. yeah. I was in full-time school. She was working seven days a week. Yeah. So we totally know that as well. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, um, like, I, I remember feeling a little bit of um, angst from other people. Like, oh, so you're not really doing van life. Mm. Right? This idea of, oh, well, what I see on Instagram is van life in the outback, where we, where we are lucky enough to be right now. Whereas we were, like, full-on living it. But in the city, and some people, I remember being like, oh, well, that's not really van life. So yeah. just like bringing some dialogue to it is however you want to make it. Yeah. Like it truly is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you feel a little bit of that or? Uh, yeah. It's, it's also, there's more like of a negative aspect because there's so much residential area out here. There's no residents. We're not mm-hmm. like in someone's front yard or like popping squats at someone's lawn. Like mm-hmm. we're so far away from that. But in the city, there's definitely like this, I felt like we were like tiptoeing and we had to be so mm-hmm. conscious of like, everything mm-hmm. um it was just a lot different than traveling or being out in nature mm-hmm. um but I didn't feel it too much mm-hmm. that like what you had said but like I understand completely mm-hmm. um yeah 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 but no it's a good point. yeah trying to be like a responsible van lifer in, in a city mm-hmm. or residential area is like 
I think it's easier if you're not if you if you're there like you, you had a spot and you knew the places where you could go mm -hmm. but I think when you're passing through cities it can be like oh, tough you know to find like recycling bins and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. bathrooms mm -hmm. and all you can't that. just take the shovel into someone's front lawn and <laughs> no <laughs> start digging up their flower garden <laughs> fertilizing, <Just Yeah>. fertilizing. <laughs> and, and so what are, what are like a couple things that you guys do to be um I would say environmentally conscious on the road just because I've started opening up that conversation because I think a lot of people um, are really inspired by that and can mm. like we can learn from each other. Uh, like, for example, like something that um, I semi-recently learned is that you have to, when you're going to take a bowel movement, you have to dig at least six inches yeah. into the earth. Which is really hard here. Yeah. <laughs> it's really yeah. rocky. Because <laughs> it's really rocky. Totally. Have you, yeah, that's really... I've been making well, that I went with Nick this morning. <laughs> <laughs> this morning I was digging. I was like almost going to China. <laughs> but is there other things that yeah. you guys do that like um, you could share with us? Um, I have a pee towel, <laughs> which is... Oh, nice. Which yeah. is good, because I don't really like to just drip dry I don't like kind of being damp down there yeah. um so I've just got like a little handkerchief and I just wash it every day so so you don't use toilet paper at all no so you no. just wash it in the river yeah just wash it in the river you use toilet or... paper for yeah I, I only use that for peeing my pee towel yes right pee towel. that makes it's sense. not my poo towel yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so awesome um or like if I go to the bathrooms I'll just like have it in my handbag or, or my tote bag or something and I'll just wash it like in a sink or something it like, wow. depends where I am um, I think that's so good. I love that. I learned that from hikers. Hikers use that in the backcountry because mm -hmm. it's so annoying if you're like hiking for you don't have garbage a days. few days and you have to be then carrying all this damp paper towel around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. That pee towel is such an important yeah. uh, point to make, though. Like, I would love to see all women using those. Actually, yeah. like if we could, like, could you imagine just even with our even with our smaller community here, yeah. which is kind of really getting big, yeah. <laughs> if all the women use pee towels, that would reduce um, toilet paper by like a significant amount. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll use it if I like throughout my life now. Like I'll never go back to using toilet paper. Wow. Um, and where where could you recommend like other people get those if they're interested in trying them out? I've literally got a hanky, like a handkerchief. Oh, okay. It's not yeah. like it's designated. Like... No, no. It's designated, but it's not purpose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not blowing my nose with that hanky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you just use a handkerchief. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. Just like so, any piece of like kind mm -hmm. of cloth, thin material, because you want it to be able to dry quickly, mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah. And so do you just like always make sure that after you pee, you like hang it outside or like over the van or does it even dry inside the van? Yeah, because it doesn't get that wet, right? Like, I still, like, drip dry a little bit. So, yeah, yeah I just, I don't really have a designated spot. kind of cool. floats around. It's a floater. <laughs> it's off in my pocket. <laughs> I personally really like to switch to that. Like, I'm really yeah. glad with this conversation. Yeah, me too. Like, one thing that I do is I use a Diva Cup. Do you, do you use the Diva Cup? I don't have one at the moment, but I have used them. Okay, yeah, yeah exactly. So, like, that's a really good way to reduce waste, mm. but a P-Tal. Mm -hmm. I'm really interested in that. That's great. Well, let's make it happen. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. It was funny driving around Vancouver Island, actually. We went up north, which is up in Strathcona National Park and north of there, which is kind of remote. Like, there's not that many people living there. And I have never seen so much logging as mm. I'd seen up there. And mm. we are talking to a guy, you know, like, he's like, everyone hates the logging and everyone says this, but everyone's still wiping their ass with toilet paper. Like, and it was so true, Whoa. you know, we've all got a bit of a responsibility to try. Reduce. You know, reduce yeah. demand, reduce consumption. Absolutely. I recycled toilet paper, everyone. <laughs> Are we feeling wrapping up? Sorry, I'm, I'm a bit off today, to be honest with you. I'm a little bit, like, no, not... Am I? Okay. Yeah. No, you're good. Yes, okay, good. Yeah, it's sometimes the mind, like, um, 
Because, oh, anyway, my ego is just like, you don't sound good. Are you even articulating yourself well? What the fuck is going on with you? So, you used just... the word amoeba. Yeah. You used, so that's pretty articulate. <laughs> good point. Thank you. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, and what I would love to talk about next, but I think we'll probably put on our Patreon, is we'd like to talk, we're going to do like a women's a little podcast mm-hmm. of the magic that we experience at our night yeah. mm-hmm. um, and just open up to uh, like the sisterhood on the road as well because that's been like very profound for me um, so if you're interested in hearing us four or five girls talk about getting naked and dancing under the stars <laughs> <laughs> and other things then tune into our uh, Patreon which is now yeah. www.patreon.com slash humans of life so check that out um yeah so again thanks so much for being here you guys thanks for having us yeah Yeah, this is really good yeah love talking about myself for an extended period of time (laughs) and getting compliments yeah Yeah. i don't love that maybe one day maybe one day i will cool all right tune in uh, in a couple days for the next episode thanks guys bye thanks for tuning into this episode of humans of van life we really appreciate each and every one of you